11 seconds left in Super Bowl 57, 35, 35 tie. The kick is good, and Kansas City leads 38-35 with eight seconds to go. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection. And welcome to another Our Heads Abroad podcast. So, um, another week and another Chris Jones tweet. Uh, what does it mean? We have the answers. Another week, another pre-season game. What do our third stringers whipping the third stringers of the worst roster in the NFL mean? We have the answers. Who's going to be our player, uh, our heads abroad player of the year? Once again, answers. And who's going to win the, the awards this season? MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, AFC West. Once again, answers. This is the answers pod. So to help me with those answers, or the men with the answers, are <laughs> Neil Blair Hello. and Tom O'Neill. Hello. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Grand, thanks. Yes. Very good intro, Dunk. I look forward to these now on a weekly basis. Well, You've set the bar for me, though. I know. Well, yeah. See, the thing is... I, I normally just do names. <laughs> I'm, 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 like I'm, I'm long in time at the moment, given that <laughs> I, uh, currently um, between between opportunities in the job market. Um, but that kind of means I'm short on podcast listening time. I used to sit at my desk at work when I was at home with with the, with the podcast on, so I used to be able to listen to more of them. So I don't, I don't, I don't have that many. I don't have that many opinions to steal anymore. <laughs> uh, I've got to think of my own. So I did listen back to, to the last pod I was on, and I was dog shit, let's be honest, right? So <laughs> I figured that if I just flip chairs and I talk at you guys, mm-hmm. then, you know, you guys can come up with the good content. And I'll just... We're coming up with the good content. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll just play backup, backup quarterback. Sounds good to me. Is that with the, the mullet and the Blaine Gabbert kind of style? Is that where you're heading with that? No, funny you should say that, right? I did think about Blaine Gabbert today at a moment when I, I bet you did. I do think about no. Blaine Gabbert every day. <laughs> but let me tell you, so I actually did have a, I had a job interview today, but it was via Zoom. And it was the first one I've ever done on Zoom. And I was like, I just don't, like, what do you do, right? So I'm not joking. I could um, I could share the picture privately. But I did, I did well go... Full suit, shirt and tie on the top half, Bermuda shorts on the bottom half. I was nice. very much, I was very much business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> um, I was like, I don't really know what to do. Like, I'm not like, do you put your full suit on for going at home? No, no. Anyway, no, no. <laughs> but so I was, I was, I was, yeah. Um, I felt like a bit like a comedy newsreader, really. Uh, there's, there's a, the sketch. This is a deep cut now. A sketch, isn't it? John Snow and. Some like comic relief something or whatever that he stands up and he's in his underpants halfway you know in the other half the desk. And that was that was kind of me for the job interview. But um anyway, um let's hope no one from let's hope they're not listening. Anyway, we can cut that. Right, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> please employ me, please. Um answers. Uh Chris Jones, um we've all we've all seen we've all seen the tweet, eight yeah. games, game eight, whatever that is, like um what do you guys think? Um, as I was saying before, I, I don't know if we can do 20 minutes on this or do two minutes on this. I don't know if our opinion matters or doesn't matter or if there's just some stuff you want to get off your chest. So, um, Tomo, you have takes. I know you've got takes. I'm going to let Neil go first uh, and then the floor is yours. 
Um, geez, I get to go first. Thanks. I am tired of the tweets. Uh, when we did the podcast last week, uh, Owen and uh, Chris both thought that he would not be signed by the time we did the next podcast, and I thought he would. Uh, sorry, they thought he wouldn't, and I thought he would. Um, I don't see what he's gaining by holding out now. I certainly don't see what he's gaining by holding out until week eight. Um, I just, I'm tired of it. Just apparently, it's according to Andy Reid today, they're not even communicating with him. That has to change. Go, Brett Veach, go and earn your money. Go and talk to him. Get a deal sorted and get him in the fold. We don't have another defensive player like him. It's not like... Tyreek Hill leaving where you still had Mahomes and Kelsey. There's just not that caliber of player on defense. You need him on defense. Go and sign him. You can make it look like whatever you want. Just do it. Yeah, so, so we, we were chatting the other week. I can't remember if it was on the on the pod or not. But and it was like, I think that now if you're my, my personal view is that if you're kind of team sign Chris Jones, like the money almost doesn't matter. I think mm, that like yeah. whatever this was like four, five, six months ago when you know. They were all talking about it, and it's like, where does he fit in the tier of players? And these various other defensive tackles were getting, you know, getting getting their money. Um, and you're like, oh, is he is he 28 million? Is he 30? Is he 30? Now I think that if you if you want him signed, the money's relevant. If, if we sign him and it's 36 million a year, you just have to take that on the chin, right? And there's almost no point in in commenting it. I, I, I just don't know. We're either signing him or we're not, and I think that the money is almost irrelevant now. You you can make the contract look however you want it to look. You can stick void years on the end if that's what you're into. You can make the fourth year of it like seventy million dollars in base salary, and he's never going to earn it. And you know he's never going to earn it. He knows he's never going to earn it, but it would then drag the average up to thirty-five. Yeah, great. If that's what you and Chris go for it. Yeah, fine. But oh, I just. I'm tired of it, is what I am. I'm, I just want him sign or don't sign, but just stop tweeting about it, please. For me, well, no, I'll let you answer. Um, we've been promised answers, so yes or no, Neil. Chris Jones, does he start week one? No, because he's too late reporting now to be in shape to start week one. Makes me a tad nervous. Yeah, yeah me, me too, me too. But it, it's the season's two weeks away. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's just around the corner. Um, it's 15 days today, Patrick Mahomes days away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tomo, um, how about yourself? You had um, you, you have takes, the floor is yours. I, two, I two or 20 minutes, it's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try and restrict myself because I was thinking how many parts is this because I've probably got at least three parts to the to my kind of blabbering. So I'm just going to try and keep it as simple as I can. But I just... I don't really know. And and there's a massive asterisk to everything because essentially the Chiefs have got to sign him. Otherwise, I don't know what the defence looks like. And he's that important. As Neil said, he's now, what, 15 days away from the season and he's not going to be in football shape. When is he going to be in football shape? He's done this before on his first contract. So, I mean, it's not ideal, but when when is he even going to be ready to pay and it makes me really nervous that we're going to be paying all this money and and like you said Doug at this point I mean you're probably going to be overpaying five million or whatever it is that we he's occurred in fines because he ain't going to want to pay that so you're in a bit of a mess now anyway and it kind of all comes back to like Brett Veach did this with Tyree Kill you should have got ahead of this if he knew this was coming 
and he hasn't, and all of the other contracts have come in, which he did for Tory Kill, and then we got blown out of the water. And now the the Jets dude, what's his name? Quinton Quinton Williams. Quinton Williams, his contracts come in, and now all of a sudden we're like, okay, well, there's your baseline. And you have to pay whatever it is. But there's the other side of it with Chris Jones that he he is getting on. He's going to come into this season out of shape. And to be honest, I'm not really sure why what gives him the right to sit out, to be totally honest. He's won two Super Bowls, so he's blatantly and quite obviously only motivated by money at this point. Um, It makes me really nervous signing him because he signed this contract to be here for these four years. It's not like we've tagged him and he he didn't have a say. He chose to be here for the four years he signed his contract for. So why is he able to to sit out of practice right now? That, That should not be allowed. I get it if you've been tagged and, and you don't have a say or, or uh, you know, something like that. But I, he hasn't. He signed a contract to be here. It's not like he's, he's on a rookie contract either. So he negotiated a contract for these four years. I don't understand what gives him the right to sit out of training right now. Because he is not going to be ready for the start of this season, as Neil said. And he signed to be here, so it's 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 a bit disrespectful to the Chiefs as well, and that's what's pissing me off because I don't understand why he's not there, and that's where I'm going to draw the line because otherwise <laughs> I will go on for another ten minutes. But as as you say, like he's got two Super Bowls, right? So there's 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 generally very little that Chris Jones I think can do in his between now and the end of his career that changes like his legacy or where he sits in the pantheon of greats or whatever, right? There's, there's nothing you can do. Chris Jones with three or four Super Bowl rings is, isn't a better player when, you know, when the story of the NFL is written than Chris Jones with two Super Bowl rings. I, I just like, so I can, in that, in that respect, I can kind of see how he now just wants to cash in. Like yeah. I, can, I, can, I can see that point of view where he just wants to maximise his earnings over the next three, four years, whatever it is, so he hangs him up and then nobody in his family ever has to, to work again. That's fair enough. He signed a contract for $80 million, though, which oh, he's, hardly, he's, like, he's like, achieved all of that so yeah. far, well, apart from the $20 million for this yeah, year. Yeah, he's, he's hardly on the, on the breadline, and I think that's where it's really difficult to feel too much sympathy for someone that you, you weren't fairly paid for a day's work. I get that, but like you say, he's he's been very handsomely paid for, for you know for what he's done. He's he's got a value that um that he wants. If like if the Chiefs have said, here's our number and it's too short of his number mm. for him to feel that he wants to sign that contract, fine. Like you say, come and play the last year and then get your get your money elsewhere. Mm. I think that he, I think that it's um in some ways I can see the point of him sitting out if the talks are constructive mm. and if you're if you feel that you're getting towards a conclusion yeah fine stay home let that let that happen because at that point the chiefs are probably saying no listen we're okay with where we are as well and you get fined whatever it is a million and a half for, for the training camp but we'll just slide that in at the top of the guarantees you know what's, and- the, what, what's the purpose of staying at home like it's not him negotiating the country. He's got an agent, so I don't. Don't, don't get injured. Is, inju- is that literally is just the injury thing? As far as I can see, yeah. But, then, but like he's you... then saying he's training, so I guess there's no contact. I guess is, is yeah. the difference there. But 
that again, if, if and again, if, if talks are constructive, show up, don't even put a helmet on, like mm. just yeah, just stand on the sideline, get yeah. in the pop list or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. know, with you've got a lower back injury, job done. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, exactly. Um, in in some ways, it almost seems like his only at, at the moment his only chip is to force a, an early trade, right? That because that yeah. uh, for a man, what, what would you like, do that for a man? Yeah, for a man clearly motivated by money, sitting out eight games makes absolutely no sense. He cannot. There is no way that he can make that money back in any future contract. It just, it just, yeah. it just is going to happen, right? Um. So he's not going to sit those games. Out, I don't think he'll, he'll show up in whatever shape he's in. I don't know. Let's like say, um, is it just a force of trade? I, I, I don't know. And for the Chiefs' point of view, like we were chatting with, with Chris and uh, like the WhatsApp group, he's like, I'd be gutted to lose him for nothing at the end of the season. I'm like, well, actually, our I almost disagree to that, and like, not that we gutted, but he's been here. Say, say it all was well this season, like we win a Super Bowl. What we've got out of him, three three Super Bowl wins, mm. four appearances. Um, you know, he's probably won the division of he's been here. Um, all that, um, you know, all those playoff appearances that we never had before. We've paid him fairly. We've not overpaid him. Like, if he walks away for nothing, like. Is that okay? That's okay, isn't it? Like, have, have we have we had value out of Chris Jones at that point? What's it, I well, we had seven yes. seven years of him now. Mm. I want to mm. say, like, yeah, like you just said, we've had value for money out of him. Like, if he He's moves on, tagging and trade him as well. But look, look at what we did with look at what we did with um, Tyreek Hill, which I think I think in some ways this the situation is similar. My guess would be that Chris Jones knows the money he's going to get. He he, he knows the money he'll get elsewhere, and that's the money he wants. And if he doesn't get from us, he'll go elsewhere to get that. That's fine. Um, there's similarities to the Orlando Brown thing there as well, where he's saying, I want to reset the market. I'll be paid at X top of the market or whatever. And the Chiefs are just like, no, we yeah. won't. And, and I think the Brett Beach has shown in, in both those cases, he'll be ruthless and make, you know, sort of smart, bigger picture decisions. So that's wouldn't, my... surpri- wouldn't, wouldn't surprise that's... me at all if Chris Jones is cut at the end of next season. I don't like the tagging trade. Who's like... Is, is there any point? Because the risk then is that you've got this worthless asset because nobody wants to give up any mm. any tra- any draft capital for him. Because like, what are we getting back from next year? A third? I don't know. Like, it's, yeah. it's not. It's, it's not going to be what maybe. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. Like, it's maybe that's worth it. I, I don't know. Maybe that's worth the risk. I don't know. That's that's my question now. Is that it seems that talks aren't productive. So uh, I mean, so you kind of stuck. A, what are the options? And B, how far must the two sides be away from each other? Because he, if he's not showing up and they're not close, I'd have thought, I'd have thought they're only a couple of million out. You'd have thought that he wants. What hasn't he said? What he wants? I thought he wanted. He wants that, thirty plus, doesn't he? Yeah. So what does that mean? The Chiefs are offering like twenty eight. I can't see that they're offering much less. Like unless they're properly lowballing him, which which would be bizarre. I just I don't yeah. really understand. I don't, where... I don't think the Chiefs can afford to lowball them. I think that they purely for optics for the other high-level veterans that we that we will be looking to sign in the next few years. We need to we need to make him a fair offer. Same as mm-hmm. with Tyreek Hill. Like, there's no there's no bad blood there. We offered Tyreek Hill a shit ton of money. He just he just wanted more mm-hmm. elsewhere, right? There's, so we traded him to the team he wanted to go to, right? That's that that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think you can't. Um, we can't we can't lowball him. I think that's I think that's a bad a bad look. And I don't know how I feel about a tag on him next year either. 
It's, it's, really like, it's like thirty million. You couldn't do it. I don't want to play him on the time, but even if we even if we tag him, I just I don't know. I, I just not sure it's a great look for us. I think it's just a motivation thing. I think he's at that point now where you've won your second Super Bowl. Tyreek went to the Dolphins, who at the time weren't much of much, and I guess now they they are. But he's getting ridiculous amount of money, and I think he's in a better tax situation. It wouldn't surprise me if Chris Jones isn't that bothered and would rather take the money and go and play for like the Colts. I don't think he probably cares at this point. He's won two Super Bowls. Like, there's only one uh, thing you can win every no, year. I, th- I think if you're going to take, th- if you're going to, if you're going to, someone's going to give you 32 million a year. I don't think you care where that is. No, I don't think he gives a shit either. I, I think the problem here is like Dexter Lawrence is 26. He's on 22.5 a year. Darren Payne is 26. He's on 22.5 a year. Jeffrey Simmons is 26. He's on 23.5 a year. Quinnan Williams is 26. He's on 24 a year. And then you jump to 31.6 to Aaron Donald. Like that's a big gap between mm-hmm. Quinnan Williams and Aaron Donald. And Chris Jones is 29. He's not 26 anymore. And so the Aaron like, Donald contract hasn't been worth it either. No, God, no, no. That's so, I mean, that would be my concern. Would be that I. It's the same with almost all NFL, almost all sports contracts in general. At the, at the very top end, almost all these players are overpaid because they're paid for past production. Yeah. You, oh Christ! You scored 35 goals for us last season. Here's 200 grand a week. You know. Yeah. Oh, you had 17 touchdowns last year. Here's your 25 million dollar contract. It's not. You're not. They're so paid on past production, not future production. Mm. You know, so you're right. I mean, Aaron Donald, at least I guess at least they paid him through his peak seasons, right? They were, he was getting paid a fortune for that. Yeah. I, I don't know whether this would happen or not. I, I'm, I'm not saying it will. But there's a danger that at the end of three, three or four years, Chris Jones, you know, is not getting 14 sacks every year or whatever. Mm. I don't, I don't think the contract would be if he was to sign a contract. I wouldn't be comfortable with it being much more than like two years anyway. Realistically, I, d- I don't think yeah. he's going to want a two-year contract. Well, this is it. So he's going to want a three-year contract. You all of a sudden now you talk it through, and with the names that you've mentioned, you know, you're probably looking. The Chiefs are probably going, well, we'll give you a two two-year contract at 28, and he's gone, well, I want three years at 32, and we're going, well, no. So. And then- but what's the solution? Do we try again? Brett Veach's discussion is then, well, we look over that three years. You've got Willie Gay, you've got Sneed, you've got Bolton, you've got Humphrey, you've got um, you've got Smith. Trey Smith. You've, yeah, you've got potentially one of the wide receivers who you know mm-hmm. breaks out and, and is, is a top 10 player. We need to find a left tackle. We need to replace Joe Tooney. You know, you've got... Um, there's there's quite a lot of questions in that regard that I'm sure they've all got answers to, but um, it's, I, I just think it's not as simple as on the face of it. It's as simple as Chris Jones is the keystone of the defence. You pay him. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, they're like, well, I don't know. I, maybe it's not. It's just not as simple as that. If I'm totally honest, if you were ever going to do it, and they sh- if they were going to do it, it should have been before the draft when you could have yeah. got something you could use, but. If they're ever going to do it, like this year's not the, it's not great because Pat's obviously coming into his prime, and but it's so hard to win the Super Bowl back to back that like I, I don't know I I wouldn't be surprised if if the Chiefs can't win the Super Bowl this year like it's so hard to do like if you're going to do it I feel like 
like now's the best time any and just maximize but have we already lost value because if you just said to me before the draft what's chris jones worth you got oh, first round pick whereas now i think we'll only get a second yeah i think we've already lost value because you know you've got to pay him this boatload of money to reset the market i don't I don't think we're even getting good trade value. No, and then we can't actually, even use it until the end of this year. After the season. No, it would have to, it would have to, be, a, it would have to be a silly offer to, to trade him now. So you're, you're looking at who would it be? The Jets probably don't even have a first round. But the equivalent of like someone like the Jets who really feel they're close. Maybe maybe they lose Quinn and Williams you know, and they think, oh shit, actually, mm. that, one, that one piece puts us over the top. Yeah. Or the flip side is you're looking at someone who a team I don't know just throw out a another a another team I don't know what team Washington I don't know a team where you think oh, you might just get to 500 and the coach might just keep his job so maybe mm-hmm. it's worth you know I don't know I, I don't know the thing that annoys me with with the thing is that I've got no doubt that they expected to get this done free up some cap space and add another body probably someone like Carlos Dunlap back. Mm. And so this is weakening the defensive line in two ways because Chris Jones is going to come back without having knocked the rust off. Oh, right, yeah. And we also don't have another veteran. The veteran. Cause, yeah. Because yeah, I don't think that they sign a man who, knowing that he has a suspension coming up, also thinking, shit, Chris Jones might not play. Because that's, in, yeah. in, in, all, in an ideal world, that's your, that's your two starting defensive tackles, right? So. And this is a situation where you just you don't know what you don't know. But just from a fan perspective, you look at it and go, why is Brett Veach so passive? Because he did this with Tyreek Hill and he missed out. And now he's doing the same thing with Chris Jones and he's missed out. Now, both of those players said, I'm not signing until I've seen everybody else's contracts. And it's not, you can't do anything. But from our perspective, we're looking at going, you've been passive. You could have had this. He should have had this done. Like, but he hasn't. And now we're in this boat. And... It's ridiculous it's got this gone this far and we all know what Andy thinks about people missing camp. Well this has got to be the worst one. Like this is this could go into the season, which I'd I'd find it bizarre if it did, but like, it's yeah, not it's like we if it did. Yeah, we, we said we said we'd give everyone the answers on like future predictions and I, I think that almost everyone, ninety nine percent of of the NFL Talking heads, media predictions is is on the assumption that Chris Jones plays 17 mm. games this year, right? Mm. If he doesn't play, I think yeah. that um, I, I think that I, I don't know how drastically that changes our predictions, but oh, they shit Pat Mahomes is going to have to be good and put on a lot of points if uh, mm. if he does, because we you know we're um, we're going to go from shootouts. Well, yeah, we're going to go from a team that was what, second or third in the in the sack race to you know where do they come from? Mm. Given that Clark, uh, Clark and um, Dunlap aren't there either. Anyway, we said we'd be between two and twenty minutes um, <laughs> on Chris Jones. That was um, probably your first lie of the evening. Um, right. The next set of answers. What does a preseason win over quite probably the worst team in the NFL, perhaps purposefully the worst team in the NFL, and perhaps the purpose of one of the worst teams? The NFL seen in the last ten years mean absolutely nothing. Yeah, not a lot. <laughs> it 
I was saying to Tomo before, actually, it's before you joined us, I think, Dunk. I don't think anyone from the Cardinals roster would make it onto our roster. Not a single person. Um, they're just yeah, a bit bad. Does he play for them? Bad. Uh, I'm not sure if he is or not these days. He's um, he, did he show doesn't up, want yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, um... why isn't he just sitting at home? <laughs> <laughs> but Baker uh, did play. He had one one solo tackle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, this is one of these games that basically the the main aim is just coming out with no injuries, which appears and that appears that that's what we've done. Mm. Yeah. Um, did you see? Did you see all those NFL teams that were like cancelling the second day of their joint practice? I feel like the Chiefs should have rang up the day before and go, yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> we're, we're not going to play this one. <laughs> we we, yeah. we don't need to do yeah. this. Your ground, sh- your pitch is shit, and. Uh, don't really fancy Pat rolling his ankle again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which look, his ankle looks all right though, to be fair. Jogged on and off without a limp. That's the only thing I really took away. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um he probably played a few more series than we thought. It took a took a wee bit of time for them to to kind of get going on you know with, with the first team offense. And I, I don't know what the whether they scored ten points in Arizona. Um I don't I don't know if the defense is um if that makes them good or not, I don't know. I mean, I guess I think I, I think I said that the the, the positives in it were um, Shane Bichelle looks like he knows what he's doing with an NFL football in his hand. The pass protection looks good. Um, bad news for uh, for a bit Chris's hot take that Wanya Morris is going to play left tackle by week <laughs> six. I think I think. Oh, well, I mean, if that's how they're going to play for the year, that's that that was pretty solid, right? Um, yeah, very solid. I don't, I don't know if um, I mean, I don't want to shut up over Rich again. I don't necessarily know. We'll, we'll never know what all the talk with Joanne Taylor and moving left or right or whatever that was, whether it was just talk or real or whatever. Um, I'm not 100% convinced that the process of getting to that front five is was particularly was particularly sound. But here we are, um, and it looks like it's going to work. So you know, more power to him. Uh, some of the new receivers look pretty good. Um, You'd like to think they would as well, like. All things yeah. considered, against yeah. the opposition they were playing against, like it's kind of, I, it's going to sound really harsh, but it's kind of like minimum requirement, right, to look competent. Yeah. Against because they aren't the the people they were playing against. Like I think we're talking about Ross and Rice, right? I mean, they were playing against third stringers, so if they're going to contribute to our offense, they needed to look good, and and they did what they were supposed to do. But I don't know how much more you can, you know. Take How time. many games do you think the Cardinals win this season? Two. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. I mean, I mean Murray's going to be playing. I mean, I know the rest of the team's not, but Murray's obviously going to be playing for his career, right? Because but he he's so injured, he's not going to be available till yeah, November. Yeah. He he's he's kind of their their chance at fucking up their number one overall pick, isn't he? Like if in he which case, if you're the Cardinals. Yeah. If you're the Cardinals, just say, Kyler, you take your time there, son. Don't rush back. Yeah. Um, well, we'll we'll, we'll can, survive without you. You can see that becoming almost toxic, I guess, at the end of the season. Yeah, because if they're buying with, who would it be, Dero, the Raiders or mm. the Colts or the Panthers, you know, te- yeah, you're at the bottom with a couple of wins and he's like itching to get back to, to get yeah. a couple more and possibly see his job. And they're like, actually, you know what, mate, just use 
Yeah. Just here we are. That could get yeah. That could get really weird. Really, like really the weird Texans weird. winning at the end of last year as well. Like, I loved that though. That's just, that yeah, really so beautiful. That was just a giant fuck you from Lovey Smith. Yeah, the way the way they did it as well was just yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just like yeah. Could you years. imagine being a fan though? Just being like no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. we, <laughs> fucking it's like the exact. It's, it's it's like on the two on the two scales of touchdowns. You've got like Jack McKinnon sliding in the in the Super Bowl, yeah. which is the greatest non-touchdown ever scored. And then you've got I, I've got no idea who did it, but then uh, it was the it was the quarterback Davis Love, wasn't it? Yeah, Davis yeah Love, I think so. Like them just going, yeah, we're doing this and scoring. Davis like, Mills, Davis, Davis Mills, Mills Davis yeah. Love's a golfer. Davis Mills, like the like the single worst touchdown that's ever been scored in a franchise's history. I think that's really funny. You know that Jet McKinnon one, right? If you watch it back, it's genius because he slides. And obviously, once he slides, he's given himself up. He could walk into the end zone at that point. He's already given himself up, so it wouldn't have been a touchdown. But you can see his mind going as he goes down. Because he goes down, then as he's getting up, he loses his balance. And then he like steps out of bounds just, just, just in case. But it's, it's just genius, wasn't it? What a moment that was. Takes me back. Unbelievable. Right, so we um again more answers. We we've spoke about um some of the younger receivers showing out in, in preseason, and I think what we want to do was throughout the season kind of nominate our um ah, now what's the right I don't know what the right phrase is. We'll, we'll come up with a pithy phrase, right? Here is a task for everyone. We need to name this segment, right? So um our name the, the title for the segment. So we're going to effectively adopt a player, right? Um, our um, our player that we're going to track on the Chiefs through the season just to see how he goes. And I think that anyone who's um, anyone who's been listening to to us over the last few months and followed some of the social medias, whatever, will know that a certain someone has a certain crush. Um, so we've decided that they're not going to debate it. Um, Tom, I'll let you announce the name of our heads of broad player of the player to watch for the year. Yeah, it's, it's Felix on a, <laughs> no, it, it obviously Rashi Rice, right? We could, uh, I'm trying, I've been trying to come up with a name in my head for the last like, two minutes, and the best I've come up with is, do you want Rice with that? And then we could that could, that could, yeah, that could work. And I was thinking today as well, side dish. either the Rice Report mm. or and this is going to be a this is going to be a deep cut again for people of a certain age. Rice to see you to see you. <laughs> Rice. I like that one. I like that one a lot. It could be the yeah, way forward. Let me explain where that came from. Right. Um. So really, what we're just going to do is, uh, well, Tom, I'll let, let, I'll let Tom explain why he's our why he's our um our our adopted player. Oh yeah. So obviously, everyone knows that we're we're major draft gurus. And our draft, <laughs> our draft research. Well, I don't know. I'm not speaking for anybody else. My draft research involved watching a YouTube channel called the Draft, uh, the Two Minute Draft Report. And what they did is they had a two minute segment on every player. Well, I guess not every player, but like top 100 players, um, basically showing their pros and cons. And about two weeks before the draft, I watched all the wide receivers, and Rashi Rice was the one I came away with. So um, I pushed him to these guys and. They agreed that in the two minutes that they saw that he looked like an absolute world beater. And um, 
that's about as much thought has gone into this but you just got to decide that you like somebody at some point in your life haven't you mm-hmm. you know what i mean so that's you've, got how to, you've, got be, you've got to be vulnerable and um you know, put yourself out there yeah exactly exactly so somebody who recently got married <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm all about commitment now, Neil. I'm all about <laughs> it. He says sliding another man's DMs. That's <laughs> what he's sitting next to his way yeah. from the coach. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, so um, we're going to come up with uh, a, a, a fun race-related um, scale as to how he's doing week to week. Uh, it may or may not mean or something, but um, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. And I think that, I mean, all the signs are good as well, which is... You know, pretty positive yep. so far. Yeah, like I mean, said, um, the, the preseason is effective. Preseason and camps, I think, are set up to make wide receivers, you know, look good. So it's, it's almost a red flag if you hadn't looked good through through the first couple of games we've had. Um, but yeah, so far uh, the signs are good. He's um, you put the thing up nearly more more yards after a catch than anyone else through the preseason. According to PFF, I think it was. Yes, that's correct. Probably wrong, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's so he's like he's he's spilled a couple, but I think that's like, I don't really worry about that either, because that's going to happen, right? And that's almost mm. preseason the perfect time to do it because you'll you'll go back into to camp and I forget the name of the wide receivers coach and, and Mahomes. You know, they're going to have they're going to tell him that's not good enough, mate. I know it's only preseason, but you got a snag then. You know, you'll have time to sort of to pick himself up and have a think about it. Whereas but if you do it in, them, a, in a game, it's he dropped them early in the game and then came back and made a ton of catches after that, which is a good thing, I think. Yeah. You know, it it clearly didn't play on his mind during the game that oh shit, I've dropped one. I can't afford to drop another one. Like he he just went out and just carried on catching basses. Like. Yeah. And it was a slant that he dropped, right? Was it a slant that he dropped and then he came yeah, back? Yeah, he was about and, to get drilled. Yeah, well, and, and then he ran the same route, caught it, and then beat like three people. So it, it's good that they went straight back to that, um, just so it wasn't one of the things that just lingers. Yeah, um, yeah good. I, I was surprised they didn't feed him another catch just to get him past 100 yards. I was mm. sure they were going to do that. Yeah. That, that, that's thought. a real so Andy Reid trait as well. It's like if you've... If you drop one or you know fumbled something, yeah, you know straight back to you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He doesn't. It's, it's not a holy grudge, but yeah, he's the, you know, yeah, he gives you the chance straight away to, yeah, you know, to, to make up for his confidence back. Yeah. You um, don't want them sitting and dwelling on it, do you? You don't want to think. Don't yeah. want to sit on the sideline going, "Oh shit, I've cost us here." Well, like, that's what you happens. Right more though, and it just got worse and worse and worse. Because if you drop a punt, you can't go have another go because you've got to wait for the other team to punt, and that could be. In forty-five minutes' time, so and I feel like that's what happened to Sky Moore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's another one that um, I think we're expecting another step forward from week, you know, year two in a in an Andy Reid offense. He's, you know, I guess it's maybe between him and Rice to kind of take on the sort of juju role, do some of the, the dirty stuff, I guess, underneath him. Um, I think that's Rice's game, yeah. like that much more so than Sky Moore. I, I, I'm already kind of on the Clyde edwards lair thought process for Sky Moore. I don't, I I'm don't like. Yeah, I don't like how they're using him. The the jet sweeps that they used him on last year don't do anything for me. He's not fast enough for that. 
And it's like, Clyde, you know, yeah, you've got a great receiving back. Let's not throw the ball to him. Um, do what they're good at. And I'm not sure what Sky Moore is good at exactly. 100%. This is exactly what I think with him. I'd, he's not blazing quick. He's not tall. He's not like a router. He's not looked good on the jet sweep. And it's not that he can't. And he can't punt return. Turn. And he can't punt return. He looks like he's got good hands, though, which is the weird thing about mm. the punt return, that it's a bit different when the ball goes 50 mm. yards in free air yeah. or whatever it's spiraling. But, so I'm not going to write him off yet, but I can already see. I thought Sky Moore would be this year's Juju Smith-Schuster role. But I, think I already Rice. see Rashi Rice has taken oh. that role. So I'm not sure why I think he's done that. But I, I just think he's a bigger body. Uh, I think it's going to be more effective. So I don't know. I'm with yeah. you now. I mean, hopefully, I, I mean, I, I like Samuel mostly because I kind of I, I tipped him to. He was my pick in the like our draft predictor. So I kind of feel that I need to, and I kind of feel I need to to ride that train mm-hmm. until it doesn't go anymore. But I think I guess now I don't know if I've ever spoken about this in the pod before, but like I, like I don't I don't like Richie James, and that's a very very rational dislike of his hair. I just find very dis- I just find it really distracting when I look at him. I can't I can't see anything but the hair. And I don't know, I just there's something in me that and this is, I, I, just, I just don't really like him. Um I saw I watched the the other the last episode of the franchise the other week. He was speaking on it. He's really good. He speaks really well. Like I really liked him in that regard. Just I can't stop looking at the hair. Um but I, my hope is that my, my theory is that he maybe takes away some of that weirder stuff from Sky Moore, like the returns. He looked good on the jet sweeps and that. Yeah, I think yeah, he, he takes the jet stuff. sweeps off him, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and maybe maybe Sky Moore can concentrate on just the stuff that he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think he needs to as well. If he's going yeah. to find a career like in the NFL, he needs to, I know we've spoke about what he's not good at, he needs to find what he is good at. Um, and stop. He needs to stop doing the punt returns and all the gadgety stuff because he ain't look good at it. And he, like you say, don't he needs to focus on what he's gonna be? Because I'm with Neil. I don't yeah, know what. And, he is. That, and that's down to coaching as well. They need to put him in the positions to succeed and not in yes, positions absolutely, to, yeah. to, to to fail. The punt thing, I think he wasn't fully culpable for. He was getting asked to do a job mm. that he's that he's never done before in sort of yeah. the harshest circumstances. But um. Anyway, it's not a uh, segment. This is the uh, rise to see you to see you rise, right. and we will um, we'll revisit that through the season. Um, that was, that's already catching on. I like that. That's, <laughs> I think you've decided it already. To be honest, I don't feel like you can veer away from that. It's going to take something special, though. Yeah, I really we can't do that in the drunk pod because that's not going to work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just do. I could. I could just we need stuff into some sort of, We just do forty minutes in, of in, in like a Bruce Forsyth voice, right? That's the... <laughs> hey, if anyone if anyone hasn't listened to the drunk pod, it was the one after the Bills' thirteen second playoff game. I highly recommend you go back and listen to it. It was gold. <laughs> I didn't remember at the time. I don't want to go back and re-remember. <laughs> um, right, we said you were going to get answers, and here are more answers. So I think what we would just close out for was just a bit of a wider general chat um, about how we see sort of the wider league awards going. So I guess player-wise, perhaps uh, um, a big name and a favourite kind of for each bit, and maybe one that you would be an outsider for each one that you'd be looking for. And perhaps we could just 
I don't, I don't suppose there's going to be much debate amongst them, but just which chief player we think, you know, could be in the running for, for each for each one. Um, right, so there's so the big one, MVP. I mean, Mahomes is going to be the clear yeah. betting favourite, I guess, in the MVP. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, is, is it boring to just say that he's the favourite? Um, I mean, it's fact. It's factual. Yeah. I mean, we've seen we've seen Dan Rogers go back to back quite recently, so like that's, you know, that's not. Um, it's, it's, it's entirely not unheard of, right? No, no. I, if he's healthy all season, he's going to be in with a show. Who would you have as an outsider? So I heard on another podcast this week, I think it was The Ringer, uh, look back at players that win the MVP. And in general, the last 15 odd years, they've been. So there's a quarterback award now, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. assuming they're all quarterbacks, a quarterback of a team whose projection at the start of the season is above 500. The team then goes on to get double-digit wins, and it's either the one or the two seed in their conference. I've got one. So I you've got a fairly well. narrow. You've got a fairly narrow band of, of, of who it could be. Mm-hmm. So who, who? So if you're going to have an outsider, could be based on this criteria, or who do you think would be your outsider? You go, Neil, and I'll go after. Uh, this is going to make Duncan very happy, but Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm would tick every box there. They've got a new offensive coordinator. Yep. They're allegedly going to pass it more. If he still puts up running numbers and he puts up passing numbers, he could well be in with a show. And if they get 12 wins and win the AFC North, um, yeah, you know, he, he could well be in with a, a an outside chance. Mm. I can so, see that. I can see that. Um, so mine, I'm going to go to the NFC just because it's a cake war. And if my quarterback beats one quarterback in his division twice, they're going to be the one seed. And that's Dak Prescott. Because if they beat the Eagles twice, they win their division, they win the NFC. Uh, it's America's team, right, as well. So... I see a world in which he could be an outside, um, an outside shot. I think that um, I think the NFL would love Dak Prescott to be MVP. I think mm. they would too. I think they would. I think he takes and he like, yeah. I think he takes so many of the boxes that they would they'd love him to be MVP. And I actually really like Dak Prescott. Yeah. Uh, he always comes across really, really well. He's like, he's like. He's clearly hard as fuck. He's come back from horrible injuries. He's had stuff go on outside of football that I think could break, you know, any number of, you know, so-called normal people. Um, Yeah. um, I think he's so good as well. And they've got a run game. So he doesn't really, like, I feel like he has a lot of semi-easy reads. And I don't know. He wins a couple yeah. of games there, wins a couple of big games, and he'll be right there. Because it's, it's it's only a regular season award as well, right? So he can still bottle yeah. it in the playoffs like the Cowboys no, do. But like, <laughs> yeah. in like regular season, they can be very good, and he could get it. Yeah. I think my, my outsider, and this is, this is going to be, I'm going to contradict my hot take from the other week, um, that the Jets are going to miss the first. I think Aaron Rodgers could easy, easy be in with this out. Just worry about his offensive line. Yeah, if that's, if that's decent, that holds the Jet, up, and the Jets yeah. going to tear um, again, I think that Aaron Rodgers in New York, I, th- I think the NFL would love that as well. I in, interestingly, yeah. um, the the odds on Paddy Powers for 
Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and Aaron Rodgers to win the MVP are exactly the same. They're all six, all sixteen to one. Pat Mahomes is favoured at seven to one. Sixteen. Sixteens. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. Offensive player of the year. So who's your who's your who's your who's your short short shot? Is that the word? What's the opposite of a long shot? Top favourite. Yeah, I'll do. Yeah. Who do you think? Who do you think will get that? Uh, I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey of the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on that bandwagon as well. I've got financial interest in that bandwagon. So do I. So do I. Yeah. Because yeah. um, the quarterback situation is uh, questionable. And I think a lot of their offense is going to go through him. He's going to score a ton of touchdowns. Um, he's going to get receiving and rushing yardage. Um, yeah, as a as a kind of a solid bet, he he made the most sense by far for me. Yeah, agreed. Tom, who who's your eyes on? Um, I kind of weirdly want to say Tyreek Hill because I feel like if if the Dolphins are going to be good, then he's going to have a massive season. The only thing I worry about him is they just. They do feed them a lot, but it's him and Waddle. Um, yeah, let's go Tory Hill. He probably needs two of to stay healthy all year, right? Yeah. Or maybe he doesn't. But maybe he can Maybe he can bail mm. Mike White. Is he still the backup? Have they got someone else? Uh, Mike White, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe he can bail them out. Yeah, I think if he, um, if he scored more touchdowns last year, I think he might have been in with more of a shout. Hey. They are not shy in just targeting, like relentlessly getting the ball in him and Waddle's hands. Like they just, mm. they don't, they don't care. They're like, stop it. Yeah. They, they're not shy and just continuously spamming targeting. the easy yeah. button. I think is yeah. the phrase. Yeah. Is yep. there a chief in, in, in the show with this? I mean, can Travis Kelsey win? He's no. something like forty-five to one. No. And he's should, probably should our, he he's probably our best bet. Should yeah. he be able to? Yes, because he is an important piece of the offense. Um, probably more so than say Tyreek Hill in Miami, but mm. I just don't see a circumstance where, if he hasn't won it for the past couple of years, I don't know what else he can do. He'd do well to top what he's done the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. What have you thought of him through camp and the first couple of preseason games? Admittedly, in the, the tiny little snippets we've had. Um, oh, I've got a take on this. He just. Uh, how can I put this? No, I'm. I'm. Listen, I've been sitting about the house in a in an eighty-seven shirt all day. Um, so how can I put this? It, he looks like he's. Waiting for the season. <laughs> that, what, is that, does that work? Does that does that? He, he looks. We're gonna do a Nick Taylor because obviously go. He looks solid. Uh, That'll be my noise. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Go on now. He looks like me. <laughs> Basically, he he doesn't look in football shape to me. Not yet. Um, would be my my quick answer to that. I don't. I worry he's not long for this game. <laughs> I think he started doing a load of media stuff. I think he's mentioned last year, like 
that the last year was like the toughest of his career. I I worry how long he's gonna yeah. I, bother I with this. To be honest, he's won two Super Bowls now. I think he knows he's getting in the Hall of Fame at this point. Mm-hmm. Kind of think like, what's how long can I be bothered to do this? Yeah, I see out this we, contract. Yeah, because he should um he should get a lot of the franchise records this year, right? For he, he needs about touchdowns. 500 yards or something to yeah. be all-time Chiefs receiving. I mean, I think, and I think if he, even if he has a slow start, you know, we might even get that in Germany when we're there, right? Yes. Uh, yes. You know, like say, past that, what what does he have to to prove? What's the point? Um, he's he always looks utterly broken by the end of the year. Like he, play, I, I have no doubt that he is an absolute, along with all the players, but he just like he, I think he plays through so much. He hardly ever misses anything. Um, and like we know that he effectively plays in a discount, right? He gets penalised because of his position classification. If he if he was paid the same money as some of the top receivers, you would be, fi- like, be fine. Yeah, you'd be oh, fine. Absolutely. Yeah. And he'd be worth it. He can he can he can earn a crap ton of money getting beat up a lot less in a, in a different life. Um, I think so. I'm with you. I, I'm loving to bits, uh, and I kind of, I would rather he went out at the top. I would hate for someone like him to have a long, slow decline where you're like, oh, sorry, you just don't have it anymore. Like this is like, don't. What are you clinging on for? It's not like, and I'm sure he won't do that. But just, I, w- I would hate for him to go a year too long. I'd rather he went a year early. Yeah, in the year. I am. Um, I I could see a world. I could see it going both ways. If we have a good season, I could see him walking away. And if we had a bad season, I could see him walking away. And to be honest, I've got a big part of me that thinks this could be his last year. Just the amount of media stuff that he's done and the opportunities that he's got ready to walk into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After two, like you get one Super Bowl, you still get that fight to go out and get a Right, I think we've I think we've lost Tom over there. Oh no, he's um, back. He's back. He's back. Yeah, I'm trying shit. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> we, lost we lost you for a moment. I, was, I wish I wish I'd said that. I wish I'd said that halfway through last time I was on. Um, right. Um, what else have we got? Um, let's do let's do defensive player here. The, the the rookie awards they're just a bit of a crapshoot. I think really they they just go to to, to big name players, but. Um, Defensive player of the year. Um, I mean, I guess our candidate was was Chris Jones, right? Yeah. Um, uh, the contract year was undefeated. And, <laughs> the contract year was undefeated and, and, until it got, until it came up. I, I did. The... I did put one of my free bets on Chris Jones um, a couple of weeks back, but Miles Garrett is my my main bet on that one. Um, they added Zedarius Smith and a couple of other pieces, and they've got a new defensive coordinator. Um, I th- he he should be well in the mix. Don't. Um, Nick Bosa because he's good. He's <laughs> no. he no, it's weird. He's also nowhere near um his team. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. No one's talking about him. Is it different just because he's on a rookie contract? Um, I am I just out of that? Do I just not get 49ers news? I, I, I just personally think it is. I know we kind of briefly chatted. 
So going back to the Christian, I personally think it is because they're getting paid rookie numbers, whereas he hasn't signed a contract he's negotiated yet. So he's trying to do that to guarantee his income for the future, which I guess Christian is as, is as well. But like my take with Christian is a little bit different because he's got a year left on a contract he signed. So he's got 18 mil in the bank. Yeah, the Niners can, I know that because he's on a rookie deal, they can, they can wipe his fines out, which obviously they'll do, you know, pending, yeah. pending an agreement. But yeah, I just, I just thought it was interesting. I didn't, I wouldn't quite realise that he sat out. I don't know why. I wonder if they're interested in Chris Jones, because we could resolve. <laughs> oh, from the trade. Well, yeah. We'll get, get both guys out of the conference. Yeah. It's a uh, uh, win-win for everyone. Um, I love that do, idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure the 49 as well. So we no. won't pay Chris Jones 28 million, but we'll pay Bosa 35, whatever it is that you'll get when he says everybody. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, th- I think it's between those guys and um, someone like Michael Parsons, I think, for that award. I don't know if it's uh, mm. again, it's going to be someone that gets. 14, 15, 16, 15, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, predict a, um, a record unless unless anyone has any burning takes next week that they want to give against Chiefs versus another football team that they play I think I'm going to guess I'd say the Browns but I couldn't yes. I could possibly confirm it is. Um, that's correct yeah unless because there's a there's a quarterback whose name I refuse to say uh, and that's not anything personal but like I just don't want to it's not Deshaun Watson either <laughs> no, no no absolutely not no just we don't need to know about the Chiefs forcing quarterback but we just don't need to know about him Right, and I apologise to Chris Bo's family. Um, thank you for bringing him into this world. I'm sure he's a wonderful human being. He, I, I accept that he is better at his job than any of us collectively have ever been at ours. I know that. I still don't need to watch him play. Just we don't need to like. We just don't need to know that, right? And that's not that's not a dig on him. I just by the time we get to this point, the way the Chiefs roster set up, there's we're frittering around the edges. Of, of the roster there's not there's nothing that we can learn i don't think he's there from, for like from he's the there for like the free team lunches any really <laughs> <laughs> were we giving them out i don't is that on the um i think we were one of the teams yeah, yeah, we yeah, we yeah. training camp dinners we out, did yeah, yeah. 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 you're a fourth stringer yeah, you know, no yeah. and listen can you imagine how bad chris aladdin's i've said it uh can you imagine how bad his seat must be on the team plane if that's what they're moaning about? <laughs> you know, he must be <laughs> he must be in baggage or something like that. Um, uh, anyway, unless, unless anyone has any burning takes, we can maybe save the, um, the, the the Chiefs record game by game for next week. Uh, but let's look at the AFC West. Then, who how what do you, how do you see it um, standing? Just give me a one, two, three, four. Uh, Raiders are awful. Four and thirteen. Denver could be anything. Dunno. Sean Payton. How much effect he has. Anywhere between seven and ten and ten and seven. Chargers better than Denver. Twelve and five. 
Chiefs better than the lot. Twelve's a lot of wins for the Chargers. They're they're still really good on paper, and I, I I'm not picking them to win the division this year. I did that last year. I've been burnt. I, I quite happily admit I was very wrong on that one. And every year you kind of think, well, they've got to do it at some stage. But they're still, I think, Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert as a combination is going to make a difference. Um, they'll put up points defensively. They should be good enough to to defend leads if they can get leads. Um, so, yeah, I don't think 12 wins is unreasonable for them, but it's not going to be enough to win the division. Hmm. Tom, I don't need a record. That was that was. Uh, I was going to say, he's done far too much homework for that. New streamers up there. I just that's because it was on a, a different podcast a couple of weeks back, and that they were my predictions, so I already had them sorted. Yeah, I, I mean, there's not much I can add to that. I, the Raiders bottom between naught and four wins. The Broncos third, somewhere floating around 500, and the Chargers two games back from the Chiefs whatever that number is. I think it's going to be Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. I, th- I think the Broncos are going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I, I know that that, I, I was trying to work out like through the AFC, who does that mean? Does not make the playoffs? And I don't know. It's too, too Some heads. really good teams. Yeah, but I just, I think, I think Sean Payton will. I don't know if he'll necessarily fix Russell Wilson, but I think that, um, I think he'll be able to get a tune out of them. Provided that they all stay healthy, they appear to have a bit of an injury curse that they want over there. But um, provided they all stay, they stay healthy, I think he could. Um, he's not he's not there just to make up the numbers, right? There's no way he took that job if he felt he was going to finish third in the division every year. You don't come into the you know division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert just to just to paddle about behind them. Hmm. The, and the Broncos, the Broncos, unlike. I think, unlike the Chargers, I think the Broncos are actively trying to win things. I'm not entirely sure that the Chargers are like genuinely trying to win. It's, a, it's one of these fallacies in sport that all teams are trying to win at all times. And the NFL, I think, magnifies that greatly. They're, they're, all 32 teams are not always trying to win every single game. And they don't always want to win the season. And I actually don't like what, what did the Chargers do if they win the whole thing? Like, did, I, 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 I kind of just can't. I just don't see that happening. I, don't, I just don't see that. I just think they just go, oh shit, what do we do now, right? Like, I don't, I, think, I don't even think it would be necessarily a police surprise. I'd just be like, ah, fuck, we've called our own bluff here. <laughs> uh, God. I love have the presumption. Have their parade in my back garden. You know, it's... Uh, <laughs> no one's that, many people, that many people come along. It's, uh, yeah. I am intrigued by the charge because the presumption that Herbert's just going to be good because Kellen Moore passes the ball now. There's also a world in which he passes the ball more and makes more mistakes, like throwing a ball to a rookie when the game's on the line and he runs 99 yards for a touchdown. So just because he's going to throw the ball doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be good things happen all the time. Like, in fact, more bad things can happen. Like, every time you throw the ball, like, there's more bad things that can happen than good things. Um, so I'm intrigued. Yeah, I, 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 I just never get interviewed. I think it was probably around draft time or something. And I really like him. He comes across really well, whatever, right? But like, no, no quarterback has ever had more excuses made for him in the first three years of his career. Oh, waffle! That's absolutely. That is waffle. one. That's one record 
that no one seems to be giving him. Oh, he's got these accountant stats or whatever, but nobody has ever given more. Nobody's ever had more excuses made for them. Um, I just, I just need to see it, right? I just don't think he's ever lumped a team on his back right. and said, right, I'm gonna, I'm dragging you by the shirt and curly, whether you like it or not. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen him do it, and I don't know if he can. He's played like how many playoff games has he played? One. 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 He blew a he, twenty-seven he, yeah. point lead, and he couldn't hold on to a twenty-seven point lead. I mean, that's that's not good. And it, no. this is this is the thing that I don't understand about. And we did this a few weeks ago, right now, where we we talked about when he signed his contract. And then uh, it's a bit too long in the weeds to go through again. But I don't I don't understand how you can pay all that money to a guy like that. I mean, I know you can't not pay it to him because mm. he's he's like half decent. But then at the same time, it's like, but look look what he hasn't done. Yeah, yeah. that's that's so the same with what we've said. That's the same. They have like the contracts aren't necessarily bad contracts in themselves, and the way that the quarter market, the quarterback mark, contract market goes, you're right. That's what they that, that's the money they have to pay these guys. But I I don't know if Justin Herbert's contract and the one Joe Burrow might be different. Lamar Jackson say Justin again. Justin feels he's still. Case to say he's he's it, but like does that? I don't know that that those contracts make them more likely to win a Super Bowl over the length of those contracts or not. I, I don't no, know they, they do not. Um, no, I don't think they do. I think it's a I think it's a really interesting sort of thought exercise. Like what the what the Forty Niners are doing. Mm. They're basically admitting that they've that they've shit the bed trying to get your yeah. to go after yeah. like the guys a quarterback and what they're saying is that so maybe there's another way to do this. Maybe we can. Mm. Maybe we can overcome it through coaching, defense, and and you know putting other pieces around square pegs and square holes. You know that that um don't know. I just I just think it's really interesting. And uh, there's there's a lot of guys who like. I mean, out of, out of the guys that are in the AFC, right? Um, take Mahomes out because he's got the he's he's got the rings. Out of Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Tua. Um, Deshaun Watson. Lawrence, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, yeah, if, you, if, if, we, if you want to go there, right? So they're, they're the really big name guys. Right? There's no way all of them get Super Bowl rings in their careers. Mm. But they're all going to be paid. Like, they're, at, some, at, some, at some point, it's likely that every one of those people is the highest paid player in the league. Yeah. At some point, in, in the way that these contracts escalate, maybe not. Um, Maybe not two on that on that list, but you know, at some point, it's likely that's going to happen. Most of them, you know, for at least half of them, they've already had that, you know. So and, that, so, and that's what boggles my head about the Chiefs being good enough to keep hosting the AFC Championship games. Like, and that's why I, I I said this when you and on them, but like, I'm quite chilled out about this season because what's the worst that can happen? The Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl two years in a row. Like, well, yeah, not many teams do. So if that happens, that happens. But it's mad to me that we continually manage to be as good as we are, to be honest, because like you say, we've got all these other quarterbacks that are supposedly worth all this money and they, they can't do it. So this is quite wild, isn't it? They're There's also as good as Mahomes. That that's Yeah. That's along in the short of it. Like they're they're paying more money for a lesser product. But I don't think it's just Mahomes as well, right? Because you could drop Mahomes. I do think he's unbelievable. And I do think he raised the level. But you could drop him into the other teams. I think it's 
just that perfect mix of him and Andy. Mm, and to yeah. be honest, having Travis Kelsey there as well. There mm. has been a Chris Jones tweet, um, but it's not a very oh, good one. Yeah, live. it's not that yes. good though. Well, um, great, it, no, it's an insider. Uh, it's an insider tweet. Um, just saying that Chris Jones is accepting a fine of $50,000 for each day he remains from Chiefs training camp. His fines have exceeded a million and they're unwaivable. If he stays away during the season, he'd be forfeiting 1.176 million every single week. He is accepting a fine. He's accepting a fine of $50,000 a day, which financially would absolutely cripple me. <laughs> oh, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be back after a week, wouldn't you, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> No, I'll be back tomorrow. If well, it's like, not, to me, fifty grand a day. Trust me, I'll be at work tomorrow. And I said, not like not to like go back to Christians bashing, but it's not. But this is where, no, it's no really like, like it's really tough for people to get sympathy. Where he's given he's given up like most people's like mm. uh, he's given up a, a well above your average annual salary a year every day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, every day. Just because he wants thirty million, that's that's where that's where it gets tough to you start to sympathise with them in that regard. These numbers are vulgar that they talk yeah. about. Really, it's um, yeah, and that's, that's and that's the thing, isn't it? It's like you said, the numbers at some point don't really matter. But then, as a GM, they do have to matter to him mm. because you can't just keep giving everybody the the most amount of money ever because eventually you run out of money, right? Yeah. But, would you would you trade Chris Jones for Jonathan Taylor? I'd want more back. I don't see the point. Like you're not helping the you're not helping the other side of the ball. No. The only thing I'd do, and and this is like, it's it, it it's just so unrealistic to happen. But just something we the only thing I'd, I'd even oh, just, it's so weird I don't even want to say it but the Nick Bosa thing that's the only thing. But I don't even think they want to get rid of Nick Bosa because they will pay him. Because he's Nick Bosa. Yeah. That's the only thing you'd do is throw them. And I think you'd have to throw him like a second round pick and Chris Jones to get him. At least. Oh, at least, I think. Yeah. yeah his age. I mean, his contract's with you. Because you, you would have to you would ha- you would have to know that you could get the contract done. Before, before you did, you did that. So you'd, yeah. you'd have to you'd have to be willing to to give him whatever he asked in, in a lot of ways. I think that which would then end up being more as well because you've got absolutely yeah. no leverage. You've no leverage, yeah. yeah. I don't think I'd do. Yeah. I'd, I wouldn't do it for Jonathan Taylor. I don't. Yeah. I, the Chiefs have got running backs. I don't. I don't. I know he's good, but I don't think he moves the needle for us. No, if I he was a right receiver, I'd be like maybe. But do, do you know what? I do. Not that I condone the sort of the, the whole thing, but I'd almost say that Chris Chris Jones for even if he comes back week eight, week eight, ten games of the season, whatever that you know, whatever that is, is actually more valuable than on, on than almost anything that we could realistically get back. Yeah, from. yeah, not hundred percent. And this is my big concern about the Chiefs is that the end of this era is actually really close because Kelsey's not going to be around for long and Chris Jones is not going to be around for long and they really do have to think. And I think this is going to be part of the holdup. They really do have to think about life after these guys because uh, you've got Mahomes there and that's brilliant. 
but he has to have a defense that he can't control and he can't catch the ball as well as throw it. So, you know, they have to. I, I, in terms of like X Factor superstar star players, I don't think the Chiefs have got after Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. We don't really have any kind of superstar game changing players. No, it's all just got, star players, isn't it? So, so in like the top 100, then you can make about what you will. We had three in the top 10 and nothing else. None of us. Yeah. Nothing else. And, and that's exactly how the roster feels. Yeah, to me. yeah exactly. Like Creed Humphrey should have been in there. Yeah. But. He's a, he's a centre without. He's a centre without. He's not in a game centre, position. No, is he? he's a, he's a centre without the, the recognition that Jason Kelsey has, right? Yeah. But whether he's better than him or not is 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 relevant. Yeah. Because we don't run quarterback sneaks. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. We just use the tight end to do it, and everyone knows it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on over. Come yeah. on over. You oh, come like bells and motion. Yeah. It's fun. Oh, oh well. It's, it's exactly like that Anthony Sherman play that we used to run on like <laughs> third and one, and everyone knew it was happening. Goodness, pointless. I can shut it down. Um, yeah, no, you're t- you're totally right. We don't really have that sort of middle class as such. We've got a lot of guys that I think could easily step up to be that, mm. but we just don't really have that, and especially not in game changing. Situation like we've got good corners, we've got some good linebackers, the the middle, the, the offensive line's good, and that's all that's all really important. But yeah, like what what happens what happens in two years? It's the ability to find a new one. Yeah. Because you just have to keep taking and me and Neil will talk about right, we got Chris Jones as second round picks. So there's no reason you can't do it. Like I'm not saying replace him, but like there's no reason you can't find like a superstar in the second round. But it also doesn't feel like that's the way Brett Veach drafts. He doesn't draft like boom or bust players, no. really. He just drafts like he's going to play. He's not going to be bad and he's not going to be great, but he's going to be six out of ten, seven out of ten. But he, I think this comes back to your your point that you made um, before. And you know how we've got Mahomes, that's great. And it's not just Mahomes, because I think the Chiefs have realised that you can you can leverage your advantage off the field because there's no cap on what you can pay coaches and you're your sort of coaching staff and your backroom guys and your front office guys. So you can load up on, on real quality names there. Coaching, I think goes, yeah, exactly. I look at a, a, a well-coached, like a well-coached team, I think can add a couple of wins onto your season. And particularly when it gets into the real nitty gritty, like that 13 seconds, you know, when you're really drilled hard that you can move the ball really quick. No one wastes any time. Everybody knows what they're doing. So I think in, in that regard, that's that's kind of what we're probably relying on rather than, hmm. you know, drafting a next superstar. We're relying on drafting good above average players. High floor. And you can, really high yeah, floor. exactly. You can you can maybe you can maybe sort of extend a five year career into a seven year career. So, you know, something like that out of these guys through really good coaching, you know. You can turn eight sacks into twelve sacks on drop from from Carl after. So you know, you, 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 something like that. I, I don't I don't know, but I think and that's, that's where we're relying on advantage. But again, that's really tough to do year on year on year on year on year on year when you have to reload at key positions every single you know every single year like that. And that's why I think you're in the same boat as me. Was it? I don't think it was the last draft. I think it was a draft before when we had the two first round picks. I wanted us to just go for it then. And just take a swing and see what happens. And they took Carl Aftis and McDuffie, and they both look like they're going to be 
high floor guys, right? And they look like they'll be contributors for their whole rookie contract and we'll go from go from there. <clears throat> but there is still that part of me that just wonders like could we have could we have made a splash mm. for somebody like I, I don't even know who it would have been. Like I can't even remember the draft and how they've all panned out at this point, but I don't know. I just wonder where it's going to go in the next few years. If you've got no obvious weaknesses because you don't have any liabilities on your team, like the the Dan Sorensons in coverage aren't here anymore, the Dorian O'Daniels or whatever, Ben Neiman's, you know, we don't have that calibre of player anymore. Everyone's much better than that. So if you have that really high floor and then you have Mahomes and Andy Reid as well, like, that's a winning formula nine times out of ten. Because, um, I mean, where do teams go after you? There's there's nothing obvious, you know. Uh, on defense, like, where are teams going to attack our offense? There's no weakness on the offensive line to go after. I mean, Donovan Smith's worst player on the line, probably. That's and he, he he's looked pretty good so far, mm-hmm. so... I think that, he got that's a lot of fun. flack that he didn't deserve, you know, because he had a bad year for, was it Tampa? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. But I they think, were bad. They were the worst teams in football last year, so yeah, he I wasn't on his own there. Of, he got a bit of a bad rap there. And then you come into a great situation, you're going just yeah. Just go there, go beside Joe Tooney, the, the robot who's going yeah. to who's going to be nine out of ten yeah. every single snap. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then offensively, how a team's going to attack the defense? We've got a a solid secondary, which is young and getting better all the time. We've got a reasonable pass rush rotation, better again if Chris Jones plays. Like, run-stopping linebackers, Bolton, Chanel, like, you know, there's no obvious weakness to go after, and that just makes you really, really hard to beat. Mm -hmm. My my nervousness would be, and I'm Utah with it, I think going into that draft a couple of years ago, we were like, actually, you know, shit. There's, 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 ro- there's genuine roster holes to fill, mm. and they went and drafted eight, you know, if not starters, contributors, you know, and that's really good. But you can't do it all the time, and it's like you can't, you just can't keep doing that. You can't, okay. you can't, re- you can't rely on doing that. And um, the, the problem being, obviously, when all these contracts mature at the same time as well, you're looking to replace that whole cohort at the same time if they all end up being. Yep. You know, if, if if the cornerbacks all want 12, 14 million, we're not going to give them that. We don't. We, we, we would have given Chavez Ward that. We're not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, the linebackers want 14 million. But Anthony Hitchens, is he probably still our high-speed linebacker? We're not going to do it. <laughs> um, you know, it's a... You, you get on this treadmill where you you, can, you need to continue to be great. And that's that's like, exactly like you said. Winning over and over and over and over again is really, really difficult. The only thing I would say, and I, I feel like this is one of those things that you have to do every now and then uh, and just check yourself a little bit, because we, we drafted Trent McDuffie at um, pick number 21. Now, if it, how high could we have got in that draft, really? Because you and me wanted them to take a swing, right? Say they got to, I don't know, I don't know how they'd have done this. They had the second first round pick, so maybe they could have got to 15. Well, was that general consensus, 13, yeah, 14, first- 15? First, second, and third would have got to 15, okay. I think. Tell me, out of all these players, just for my own sanity, if there's any you would have traded both of them players for right now, because that's essentially what you'd have been doing. So would you trade McDuffie and Carl Aftis for 
Defensive tackle Jordan Davis. Yeah. No, I mean in this situation, obviously Chris Jones, yeah. so it's a bit of 50-50, but you, you're gonna draft two of your starters for that. Carl Hamilton, no. Kenyon no. Green, no. Jonah Dotson, no. Zion no. Johnson, no. Traylon Burks, no. Trevor Penning, no. Kenny Pickett, no. So the big swing that me and Duncan wanted us to take wouldn't have amounted to very much. So that, that was there though, because the other option that Vich didn't take, did he not get offered like a straight up? Please don't tell me something from the Jets. See, this is the one that scares me because if this is true, because I feel like Neil knows, because I feel like he was told by Charles, right? (laughs) And I feel like it was pick number like something stupid, like it was it was their second first round pick, right? And it made me want to cry at the time, and I've forgotten about it until now because if he's turned this down, he's a fucking idiot. That's right, that's that was the rumor, wasn't that Nate Taylor? I think even reported that. That was Atlantic or something, wasn't it? They offered him. Yeah, they got they got offered a straight up first for him, and I think that Ve- like that's just not Brett Veach's style of gem. He didn't want to be the he didn't want to be the guy that swapped Tyreek Hill for Garrett Hamilton or whatever. Well, well, the thing was Garrett Wilson was there, Chris Alaba, Chris Alaba, Williams was there as well. I uh, the thing is, I get that he didn't want to swap him for Tyreek Hill, but you'd have swapped him for a rookie that had incredible upside and a rookie contract so i don't know that's just the many things where it's like it's um i am gonna wrap this up because i think we're okay this is what we do this is what we do after the podcast i'm loving this but uh um maybe that we digress yeah so this is where it's really hard because it's because we're sitting here now hindsight 2020 it's really hard to disassociate the outcome with the process I know with you, I think in many ways that that process was flawed. And we've got to a good outcome, but perhaps what, because what if we had gone for Kyle Hamilton, right? Instead of Trent McDuffie or some of these other guys who turned out to be not Jahan Dotson, I don't know. Like, what if we had gone for one of those guys instead of McDuffie? At that point, we're going, that's shit, isn't it? Should have gone, you know. So it's really hard. Like this is like outcome, outcome versus process is really hard to, to separate there. Um, and whether by this whether by luck or judgment, we've got to we've got to a good result. But yeah, I think I'm with you, Tom. That was that was we're not going to get a chance like that again. No, yeah, to get inside the top ten. Yeah, the Chiefs have got absolutely no chance. Without without mortgaging, you know, so much of a future that you. And do you know the one chance you had was Chris Jones when he had some value, and even then I don't think you'd have got in the top fifteen, but. If some team gave you a first round pick and they happen to be 14th or something, but you're never getting inside the top. We haven't even got a player that's worth a top 10 pick because you're not, obviously, you're not going to get rid of Mahomes, right? So you haven't got a player worth a top. Is Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey's not, you're not going to get a top 10 no. pick for Travis Kelsey because no. he's just going to retire in like three years, max. So you haven't got anybody well, worth it. No, because they were just. The, the Jets and and the um, the, the Packers just argued for like three months over yeah. like you know whether um, Rogers is worth a first or not, right? And that's <laughs> that you know that's a that's a true genuine. Oh, oh that's Travis Kelsey never on the same level in their respective positions, right? You know, so if that's the argument, yeah. Kelsey's not. We we don't have a top ten player. No, and that's that was your only chance of getting inside the top ten. And it, it's not just about having a top ten pick; it's about having. A guy in that because people say that most people say teams have got like 13 first round grades and then 
when you're slightly further down, you end up saying, oh yeah, we got 17. Um, but most people say it's like 13, 15, whatever. You're not even you're not having that chance to take that high, high ceiling. So we're limited to just taking high floors. Yeah. And maybe that's good enough, like Neil says, you know, yeah. maybe it is. Right. Well, she's thinking we promised you answers. The only you get answers, like every good high school student knows, you got all the workings out as well there. Mm. So um enjoy if you're still around with us enjoy <laughs> um, <laughs> if, if not then uh, do you know what i kind of understand but i mean i kind of sorry not sorry um mm. that was good fun uh, yeah. gentlemen thank you very much thank you enjoy i mean the teachers play a game in like two days we didn't we didn't even bother to talk about it um good luck chris ladakin i will be rooting for you <laughs> <laughs> and with that we will be we'll be back next week uh over and out